Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Thursday, August 27th, 2020. And here are some of today's trends in the news. On the market front, yeah, you know, it's like that. But here in the States, bop, ba doop, bop, up, up. Hey, it's up around the world, man. Everything's going up. All the indexes. So what's going on? Well, today, everybody was waiting for it. The Dow Jones Industrial Average and S&P 500 rose on Thursday after the Federal Reserve unveiled a new framework that could keep interest rates lower for a long period of time. No kidding. Blow me away. Never would have figured that out. Stocks got a boost to start the session after Fed Chairman Jerome Powell said the central bank formally agreed to a policy of average inflation targeting. You know what that is. Absolute bullshit. You got it. They made up this 2% thing. It's out of thin air. But now we'll go be over it because we got to dump more money into the economy to keep it up. And they're pretending that they're doing it to boost not the equity markets, but for we, the little people of Slavelandia. So the Labor Department said on Wednesday, that was yesterday, the number of Americans who file for unemployment benefits for the first time totaled one million last week in lines with expectations that marked the second consecutive week that weekly jobless claims tallied more than one million. It'll come back. It'll come back. And oil prices today, oil prices were down. But you got that hurricane, Laura, hitting over there in Louisiana and the Gulf of Mexico. So oil prices should have gone up because... They closed down a lot of the places over there. Let's see. Oil prices fell on Thursday as massive hurricane in the Gulf of Mexico made landfall in the heart of the U.S. oil industry, forcing oil rigs and refineries to shut down. Huh. So if you're shutting down, you're getting less supply. So prices should go up. So why they go down? because the global economy is weak, but they don't say that. And gold. Gold spiked up after uh, Powell's speech. Went up 50 bucks, and it went down like 72. And uh, so gold closed at around uh, 1924. So what happened? Well, they're saying that, well, they know that they were going to keep interest rates low, but... They're not convinced that they're going to see negative interest rates. I disagree. Weighing on U.S. bullion, the U.S. dollar gained against key rivals, while longer-term U.S. Treasury yields moved to their highest levels in months. So the dollar went up. Why would the dollar go up when you say you're going to be dumping in more cheap money? So anyway, that's what happened with gold. I still am bullish on gold. Because what Powell said is, that is bullshit. Yeah, I'm bullish. That's bullshit. Global trade rebound in June, but volume still depressed. Global trade rebounded in June as the easing of the lockdown measures fueled demand, according to data released yesterday. The volume of global trade rose 7.6% in June compared with May. But Despite the rebound, the volume of global trade is still about 10% below the level at the start of the year. 
before the pandemic hit. Not before the pandemic hit, before the maniacs closed down the global economy. But they keep using that language. Global output in the sector is still 8% lower than at the end of last year. All right, you don't make this up. It's gone. It's money lost that you're not going to get back. Not coming back? Well, don't believe me. Rich economies, deep falls, signals, long recovery. Why those conspiracy theorists and negative peoples who's saying this? The world's rich economies experienced the deepest contraction in at least six decades. In the spring, according to fresh data published Wednesday, while continuing outbreaks of the novel coronavirus mean their path back to pre-pandemic levels of output likely will be fraught, according to the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. They said they're looking for 9.8% lower in the second quarter among 37 members. They're looking overall for the economy to decline about 6% this year. And they're looking for it, if we have a second wave, to go down almost 8%. China housing market shrugs off pandemic fears. Shows you how people are buying more homes in China. But then you read this other article, China home buyers who paid big deposits feel losing it all. So in other words, what happens when you buy a home in China, you got to give them all the dough and they haven't even built the thing yet. That's right. And there are people that have given it the dough and they haven't built it yet. So we'll see what happens. But what they're saying here is that the government's going to do everything they can to keep the markets going up. And the Chinese economy is growing stronger than most of the world economies. And remember, it all began in China. It all began in China. The Yuan province closed it down, and then they took out Hong Kong later on. But how many people died in China so far from the virus? Well, they're cooking the numbers. Okay, they're cooking the numbers. How many people died? Around 5,000 out of 1.4 billion. So a lot of things are back to normal in China. Even letting kids go to school without masks. Blackstone buys Takeda's consumer health unit. Blackstone has paid $2.5 billion for Takeda consumer health care. I'm mentioning this because the bigs are getting bigger. This is unprecedented. When I was a young guy, these things never happened. And when these low lives close down the economy, who do they let stay open? The bigs. Drug makers call for legal indemnity in frantic race to find COVID race. In other words, we'll kill you, you pay for it, but we don't have to. <clears throat> Retail, 25% of U.S. malls are expected to shut within five years. Three to five years, 25%. Nothing new. Wrote about it, forecast it long time ago. Paul on the malls, only going to get worse. It was in Trends 2000, been writing about it since. And what they're saying is that they're going to be using this space to rebuild, and they're going to put warehouses in there because all the other stuff didn't work. Oh, isn't that great, warehouses? Yeah, isn't that a wonderful world? Yeah, from manufacturing to warehousing. 
You get a job stacking things and yeah, it's great. Really makes you feel good. Not making anything, stacking things. And making Amazon bigger. So I don't think that's going to happen as well because you have different zoning. And you have zoning for retail isn't zoning for industrial. And that's industrial. And industrial, they pay lower taxes. So we're not going to see a lot of that. And according to Moody's Analytics, apartment development in the U.S. is expected to be down 15% in a post-COVID world. No kidding. We only said this would happen. And they're saying office development is going to be down 10%. And I say, you got it. It's going to be down way more than that. Offices are going to go nowhere fast because people aren't going back to work. Hudson Yards developer says related, that's the name of the company, is collecting 50% of the rents on New York City malls. And they also have other, besides that, they have, uh, uh, besides Hudson Yards, they have Columbus Circle over there and others, World Trade Center. And they haven't let these places reopen in New York City. The governor hasn't decided yet in the mayor, too. Hudson Yards, it costs like 35 billion bucks to build. And now, Neiman Marcus, gone. Top restaurants, top, closed down for good. Oh, it'll come back. It'll come back. You know what that is. Bullshit. MTA is considering a 40% service cut. That's the Metropolitan Transit Authority. The agency faces a $12 billion shortfall by the end of next year. You look at the numbers. Oh, it's going to come back, right? Commercial, oh yeah, going to come back. Weekday subway ridership is down 75% compared with pre-pandemic levels, or about 5.5 million riders. These are people that are coming in, used to go shopping, go to restaurants, buy things, retail, gone, gone. It'll come back. The rich are getting richer. Federal Reserve economists found that the inequality gap has risen because owners of assets like real estate and stocks are benefiting from rise of corporate power and rising profits along with a decline in labor. What did I say? The bigs are getting bigger in every way. And obesity, too. Anyway, a separate federal report Indicates, we said this last week, 10% of the households by net worth control nearly 90% of the equities in America. That's by the end of the first quarter. Probably even went up a little bit. This is unprecedented. The top 1%. The top 1% own 51.8%. Isn't that great? America, Slavelandia. Yeah, the founding fathers must be rolling in their graves. And what else do we have here? Nigeria on track to suffer a second recession in four years. 
I'm mentioning this because this is an oil-rich nation that's very poor. The data in here is astounding when you read it and really understand it. Nigeria reported last week that its unemployment rate has jumped to 27.1%, while 28.6% of Nigerians are underemployed. In the second quarter, Nigeria is Africa's largest crude oil producer, accounting for about half of government revenues. And it goes on and on here. The central bank has devalued the Naira twice this year. So now you're looking at two things here. Civil unrest and migration. So the refugee issue is going to keep building up in Europe and other places. This is only an example of how it's going down so big and people's minds are just focused where they live and where they're at and not seeing the big picture because old problems bedevil Latin America's recovery. And it shows you how bad things are going on in Latin America. Gross domestic product in the region will plunge 8.2% this year. Again, more refugees, more violence, more crime in a country near you. This is important. The lockdown in Latin America were effective enough to kill the economies, but not effective enough to stop the virus, said Marcos Casarin, chief Latin American economist at Oxford Economics. This guy's right. They locked down these places, and this is true around the world, and it hasn't stopped the virus. Belgium is one of those examples. Belgium has one of the highest per capita rate deaths of the virus. And they go on to say here, Peru announced a range of stimulus measures to help the poor, but the virus ripped through its large open food market anyway, leading to per capita death toll that was the world's second highest after Belgium. So this isn't working. The lockdowns don't work. On to some other global news. Iran to open nuclear site to inspection by the United Nations. Iran has agreed, that's important, because they can see the problems coming ahead and they want to do their best to divert them. With new arrests, Hong Kong police try to seize control of narrative. Not try to, they have. And as I said, I believe the virus, it did, it broke out in the Yuan province. They closed down parts of China. They closed down Hong Kong, put into control those strict Beijing rules that now China is totally in charge of Hong Kong. They could not stop the protests that began in 2019 in June. We wrote about them every week. They couldn't stop them. I was on Hong Kong TV a number of times, talking to them on the air, off the air. We're not gonna stop, we're gonna keep going. Over, finished. And people, out of the news. China used this and so did other governments like India, South, uh, South Africa, Chile, all we had was one of our top trends for 2020, New World Disorder. It was out of control. 
of control before all this happened, and now it's really going to be out of control as economies implode. People go homeless, busted, demonstrations, riots, civil wars. And moving on, Australia, you ready for this, is ranked among the top 14 advanced economies on its handling of the coronavirus, according to a survey by its citizens. 94% of Australians thought the country handled the pandemic well. Hmm. What do you got? 572 deaths over a six-month period. That's out of 25.5 million people. They reclosed down Melbourne. Can't go out after 8 o'clock. We'll shoot you if you do. And over almost 400 at the lowest level of 572 came from elder care homes. And you lock down the place and the people love it. The people love it. Heil Hitler. Well, I should say, Heil Hitler, you salute Stalin and you march to Mussolini. That's how easy it is to march the people off to war. I mentioned about Belgium. Yeah. The highest per capita death rate. 61% approve of them. Isn't that great? Only 50% of Americans approve. And I don't think the federal government should get in charge of anything. Anything. Let it go state by state. And let the people decide, not these little dictators. Obesity increases risk of COVID-19 by 48%. Study finds obesity increased the risk of dying of COVID-19 by nearly 58, 50% and may make vaccines against the disease less effective, according to a comprehensive study using global data. University of North Carolina, Saudi Health Council, and World Bank. All right, elderly, obese, people suffering from chronic diseases, lung disorders, type 2 diabetes, and we love what the government did. We love what the government did to lock us down and put fear in our hearts and make us the cowards that we are. And getting flu shot may prevent twindemic, doctors say. This is propaganda from the toilet paper record, the New York Times. This is what they say. Absolutely. Are influenza vaccines safe? Absolutely. Despite unfounded fears. That, this is not reporting. That's pure propaganda using that kind of language. Everyone above the age of six months should get a vaccine, a flu vaccine, says Dr. Yuchina Ika Diaby, an assistant professor of general internal medicine and infectious disease at Yale University. Whatever you say, I'll do. Whatever you say, I'll do. Can you imagine this crap? Six months. Hey, these vaccines are okay. You come out of your mother's womb, we shoot you up right away. You're a conspiracy theory if you say it's bad, and we'll ban you from Facebook and all the others. That's the world today. And then, New York Police Department will increase patrols on weekends. Well, you look at the data here, the number of shooting victims was up 162%. 
Shooting incidents rose 166% during the four-week period ending August, compared with the same period in 2019. Shooting incidents rose 87% from January 1st to August 23rd. City recorded 48 homicides in the four-week period ending August 23rd, a 50% increase. 35% increase of 208 homicides recorded during the same period, 2019. On and on. Said it was going to happen. When people lose everything, have nothing left to lose, they lose it. We said it in the Trends Journal in March, in March, that people would be leaving big cities, densely populated areas, and that crime would rise. And here you go. Because that's what they're focusing on now in the presidential reality show on the Republican front. And this reminds me of when I was a youth back in college, 1968. And I, Gerald Salenti, was stupid enough to vote for Richard Nixon. That's how out of touch I was. And all the protests were going on. Chicago, Democratic National Convention, and all the anti-war protests. And what did Nixon do? All the protests? We got to stop this. We got to stop this. We got to stop this. More militarization, more police force. And he won. And Trump is playing the same card. And finally, in playing stupid cards, again, dumbo craps or repulsivekins. House Speaker, Nancy Pelosi, House Speaker. You should clean my house, House Speaker. What a freak show. No, I like Mitch McConnell better. What a bunch of jerks running this show. What a freak show in front of everybody's eyes. Yeah, the presidential reality show. Yeah, Disney World. Goofy against Donald Duck. Anyway, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday, today, she doesn't think there should be any presidential debates ahead of the November election, arguing that Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden shouldn't legitimize a discussion with President Trump. Legitimize it? How do you, he's a president, whether you like him or not. And I don't like him. How dare you say that? Oh, you mean you're afraid that Joe may step on his toe? What day is it? Where am I? How did I get here? I don't think there should be any debates, Pelosi told reporters. I do not think that the President of the United States has comported himself in a way that anybody has any association with truth, evidence, data, and facts. Like the murderers before you. I love that Obama. Now, there was a dignified guy. He knew how to talk properly. Unlike you, Salenti, that gets angry. President Obama was very gentlemanly as he murdered people all over the world. 4,000 with drone strikes. Hey, I'm really good at killing people. Remember that one in the book Double Down? That guy Gaddafi, I want him out of there. I don't care if we destroy all of Libya like we did. I want him out of there. But he's dignified. He deserves to be debated. I want that guy sought out of there. Hey, more troops in Afghanistan. Nancy Pelosi. 
Another boy, oh, excuse me, girl, born on third base with an attitude and thought she had a home run. Daddy was in charge of Maryland, Baltimore. That's how she got in there. What are they worth? About a half a trillion dollars, a billion dollars? About 400 million? Look at these arrogant people telling us what to do. Don't forget to vote. Don't forget to vote. This is Gerald Salenti, and that's some of today's trends in the news. The COVID-19 war has changed the world, but who's prepared? What's next? It's in your Trends Journal. Trends Journal subscribers are prepared. Subscribe to the Trends Journal. Read history before it happens. From the world leader in trend forecasting.